Hi, and welcome back to Delara's Diary. This is episode six. If you're new here, this is a corner of the internet where I talk about things I think are cool or important or both. And if you've listened to other episodes, welcome back. Thank you for all of your support. I see your messages in the Discord as well. And it's a bit dry right now since I've been on a spiritual leave. Episode six is about five minutes, five minutes, five months apart from episode five. But um, your messages have still been so incredibly impactful. Someone wrote, she said, I took a screenshot and I actually have this on my desktop because it means so much to me. She said, I'm re-listening to Delara's podcast from the beginning, but this time with more intentional ears. And I think she might have just cured my body dysmorphia. She quoted this line. I said, I think of it as the most perfect cake ever that could not be better is disgusting to someone else. Like they wouldn't even smell it. Does it make it less perfect to me? No, end quote. And she said, I swear to God, it just kind of clicked for me about my husband's love and adornment for me. When the, when for the last almost eight years, I've struggled with feeling worthy of his unconditional love solely based off how I look. When to him, I look perfect. Sorry, y'all. I just had to share because, woo, she drops gems on gems. Wow. Thank you so much. You're a gem. That means so much to me um, for so many reasons, and I I just feel so grateful that you guys um, take something away from this. And what's really cool and something I was thinking about today, I have been so into Rick Rubin's book, The Creative Act, um, and there's this uh, concept about creativity where like sometimes you can even say something without an intended well it kind of stems from this idea that you're always going to be misunderstood there's going to be people who like what you have to say and there's going to be some people who just don't relate or don't have can't find uh, a way to resonate and what's really cool is sometimes we can put stuff out and it can touch people in a way we never even intended for the better and i think that's why it's so important to share ourselves because i mean connection is such a powerful thing and but here's the other thing I think it's so important to show up authentically and when you're inspired to and that's the thing so like I kind of went back and forth in my mind right like uh with posting once a week uh super consistently because that's kind of just how it is in like this space right But I thought about it and I just like imagine if like musicians were held to that standard and if they weren't dropping music, you know, a single once a week, then uh, they wouldn't be a consistent artist. And that's so silly. And and maybe it makes sense. Okay, so musicians also like do have to be consistent with social media, especially nowadays. But um, but there's a difference between like something that is very much your authentic kind of like a bearing of your soul um and something that's like maybe like a recap or um or promoting something else that isn't like straight from your heart and i think to create some to put yourself on a schedule to create from your heart is it takes like the heart out of it right and I'm just such a believer that people should do what they feel inspired to do. And that's why like a friend having to cancel plans will never hurt my feelings because I only want like not even friends, like a work meeting or family or anything like I only want the person to be there if if they're inspired to be there and it's... um it's just a a mutual excitement and maybe that just comes from a place of I feel like I just always have something to do so if um so if someone has to cancel at any time like okay there's like more work to be done but um it's just it's not a big deal same thing like with making something I would hate to know like my favorite artist felt obligated to to make something as opposed to them feeling inspired to make it and so that being said, I 
I felt inspired to make this episode today and I hope it reaches you at a time that is important for you because over the last couple of months I have collected so much I don't know insight and understanding and I've realized so much about myself and about the world and what's crazy is that it's just gonna keep going and I'm gonna continue to realize and sometimes I feel like compelled to share and sometimes I feel just not inspired to and I just feel like kind of in a collecting kind of sponge I don't know vibe and I've definitely been in a sponge vibe I've been a a student I feel like for the last few months and the other thing I wanted to mention especially well this is for anyone but specifically for people who listened to previous episodes and are now listening to episode six months later, I think it's important to like look back. Like I think this time period is a really good interval to reflect on how you kind of think differently and act differently. And here's the thing, your understanding of this and being able to like compare and contrast is directly correlated with in how much detail are you journaling and documenting um, your life because if you're not writing it down and if you're not collecting it and sometimes it could just be in the form of pictures but um if you're not documenting it it's so easy to forget these small moments which really make up the entirety of our lives like really our life is just a string of small moments and the only place that we can ever exist is in the present moment but if i don't take the time and make the commitment to writing things down and like immortalizing them I won't have reference points to compare with but also like I just will forget I will forget and that's I just don't like that idea and I don't know maybe that's something worth thinking about like why don't I like it if the only thing that ever matters is the present moment why is it so important for me to revisit? And I think it's just, I don't know. I think it's, um, again, it's its like, it's like when we're thinking about our lives as, like when we're studying our lives, in order to like study something, in order to understand something, you have to be able to, contextualize everything and I think that journaling is just a great way to deepen your understanding of who you are and to be able to make like certain connections that can really ultimately affect your life for the better and keeping a diary and journaling is just something I have done for as long as I could remember and it's something I couldn't recommend more and it is humiliating. <laughs> it really is. So I thought about listening to episode five before I recorded episode six, but I decided against it just like in order for me to have a reference point to like compare and contrast and maybe like incorporate that into this episode. But I decided against it because naturally when I diary or journal or whatever, I write and then I'll go and look back at the most recent entry and like do any comparing and contrasting um, or like, you know, a entry from a few months ago to compare and contrast um, because I don't want to be, I, I want to get the most authentic kind of stream of thought and how I'm feeling without being swayed or primed in a, in a different way just to like get away from my past self because I will fucking sometimes abuse my past self for no reason. I hate, I mean, I hate this about myself. And I think the reason why I am this way is because it threatens like the sense of trust I have with myself because I, I automatically think the thought like if I thought about something this way and I've like, I don't know, evolved out of it and I just disagree now, like how can I trust that right now I'm making a decision that I am not going to disagree with? 
but I just have to get away from that because I am going to disagree. Everything I do, I'm going to disagree with it eventually. I mean, not everything, but I just, that's growth. That's evolution. And I have to, it, it is like there are growing pains and it's a part of the process. Well, here's the thing. This was actually one of the the realizations I had in the last couple of months. And one of the things I wanted to share with you guys is I've realized that there's two different types of insecurity. There's type one, which I actually think has to be overcome in order to graduate to type two. Okay. Type one of insecurity is feeling like you're not enough for the world. Like, and this is a terrible thing to feel, but it's like something I think most people were just socialized to think that there is something wrong with us and that um, and that we need to aspire to something like outside of who we are in order to feel worthy and 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 then and then type two <laughs> like sounds like type one type two diabetes type two insecurity is um the distance between the gap between who like not caring about if you're enough for the world like you kind of could give a fuck about what the world thinks but just knowing the gap between where you are right now and who you know you could be i fucks with the second type of insecurity i cannot be around the first type of insecurity and that's because it is extremely dangerous to me and this is something that i will tell everyone but especially people who have like high confidence it is very contagious and it's very dangerous to be someone who has type 2 insecurity and to be around someone who has type 1 insecurity because it will make you question yourself and it will like bring you down to type 1 insecurity when you've already graduated past that and I've said this before. I don't think insecurity can like ever go away. I think it's just something that you, or maybe it can, I don't know. Maybe there's like monks or something that can just completely. Yeah. I mean, it's probably possible, but I think in order to kind of like survive, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. Like you can be friends with your insecurity, but I think when you're struggling with, am I enough for the world? It's, um, it's just not compatible with with the second type of insecurity. And I think that everyone has to do the inner work to overcome the first kind. And I'm like, I just am a believer that if you've done the work, that's what I'm saying. It's like, if you've done the work, uh, you are putting that work in, in jeopardy when you are around energy of type one <laughs> insecurity. Does that make sense? It's just like I I need to be around people who are so deeply confident. Almost I think I think like overconfidence is a beautiful thing, obviously like assuming no one is getting hurt, just an unwavering belief in yourself because that is what inspires others to do the same. And so e- either way, like you're going to have an impact on others. And so if you are someone who struggles with any type of insecurity, it's just important that uh, like if you're in high school, you're not around people in elementary school. Like you have to just go through your grades in order to to hang out in the same I don't know, like in order to go to the high school dance, you have to <laughs> graduate middle school. I don't know. I I feel like it's it's just you have to you have to protect yourself in that way. And I mean, what I have kind of done in in the last few months is I've just spent a lot more time alone and and that's just in order to understand who I am 
truly and not in reaction to anything else and and not um like kind of like a, a deeper understanding of the essence of who I am especially as I'm trying to uh refine and understand who I am as a creative which has been a new journey for me I mean at least a relatively new journey for me and one of my the favorite one of my favorite journeys I've been on I feel like a student in the best way and I think I I very much enjoy being a student and it I'm not surprised that I pretty much spent my entire life being a student in one way or another and I never want to stop being a student I love school I love learning I love I love when something that felt really difficult and hard doesn't feel difficult and hard anymore and again one of the best ways to like keep track of that is to document and to journal which is just why I will sing its praises so much I want to move into a realization that I've had in the last couple of months that I think is just such a major key alert you guys I when I had this realization I I felt so it just felt like everything made sense. <laughs> felt like everything made sense it's basically what like the impact that gratitude has on on your life and I like wrote down a few notes about it I'm gonna see if I can pull it up um, but it's pretty much just the reason why I can't pull it up. So I think I'm just going to try to remember what I said. But what I had said was that this is why gratitude, your gratitude practice, you're, you're just never going to skip it after you hear this. I feel like I sound like one of those cringe. <laughs> JK, there's no such thing as cringe. Um I just, I don't know. I'm going to go on a tangent really quick. I, I don't really fucks with the type of content that tries to like convince an audience to engage. I, maybe I disagree with myself because use like being intentional with persuading is good when you are spreading information that can be helpful and that's like when I like to employ it but I just sometimes like when I see content that's like kind of meaningless and there's like all these like hooks and things to like get you to to keep watching there's some strange energy about that to me that I just personally don't vibe with so much and I see it a lot on YouTube and I get it like it's also very lucrative to do that and there's an audience I don't know even something like reality TV when I see like these dating shows have I talked about this with you guys before you guys I just feel like it's so bad for I don't, am I being judgy? I don't know. I, I just think there's so little value in um, reality television compared to, I don't know, I've been loving YouTube so much lately. There's so much really engaging, really engaging, super entertaining, funny even, like visually really cool um, videos that make me a better person and are just like good for me and I hope people continue to make I hope more people continue to make more content like that I want to continue to make more content like that because yes there is like value in using media as a form of escape I suppose but I mean, I could even use the, the, the stuff that, no, yeah, it is an escape. It's just a different type of like tuning, you know, 
my brain onto something, but at least it's benefiting me. I'm just not, I'm just going to urge, I feel like I want to urge everyone to chill on if you're like, watch these. And I feel like people are going to get mad at me because people are like so into like the night, at least maybe with 90 day fiance, there's like some cultural, um, I don't know, like value in, in watching and, and understanding different perspectives or whatever. But like some of these ones on Netflix, uh, especially the American ones. I, no, they're just so fucking bizarre. They're so, or that one where like you have to talk to Siri, the circle, you guys, please don't. I want this to be a positive. I don't want to talk about what not to do. Let's just talk about what to do. I haven't even gotten through my insight with you. <laughs> That's the thing about this podcast is I'm going to go off on tangents and we're eventually going to get there. And it's just, um, it's just a fun ride, but okay. 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 Going back to this gratitude. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. So when you're, okay, first things first is what you need to realize is that we are naturally, uh, we naturally are biased to focusing on the negative. I have talked about this before. It's an evolutionary bias. And the reason why we focus on the negative naturally, like it's just how we are set up uh, biologically is because our ancestors had to survive by having an acute awareness to dangerous and negative situations. So the more that they were able to focus on the negative, the more likely they were to survive and to pass their genes on to the next generation. Obviously, we don't we no longer live in those conditions, right? And I think it would be really cool. <laughs> I think it would take I don't know how long, how many years this would take if over time, well, I think there is an evolutionary, I think that there's now an advantage in focusing on the positive, like survival wise and for your health. Um, and it would be cool to see that over time <laughs> be our natural predisposition. But up until then, and if you're listening to this in 2023 or like within a hundred years, <laughs> That's fucking crazy to think. Anyway, um, we, or not a hundred years, like many more years. Anyway, anyway, we are, we have this negativity bias. And so when we are in a gratitude practice and we are really feeling and taking and, and, and having an acute awareness to everything that's going right, because so much is going so much more is going right than it's going wrong. I want you to realize that every time you focus on something that is going wrong, you look so fucking dumb because you look like someone who's annoyed about your socks being too tight while you're in. And it sounds like a crazy analogy. I don't know why I just came up with it, but like you're in a room of treasures, like all the best things. And you're annoyed that your socks are too tight. And you also don't even realize that like the fact that your socks are too tight is actually for a reason that is going to that is going to end up benefiting you. And you just don't understand why right now. But like, even if that wasn't the case, you're still surrounded by treasure. I mean, I always return to this and it's that I'm pain free. And I have all five of my senses that alone, you guys like E fucking imagine not having one of those things. And what's fucked up is like, it's very possible that many people listening to this podcast potentially have chronic fucking pain or have some disability or have something that could like really make that would just be like completely life altered. Here's the thing is like really Rihanna was saying something when she said, ain't none of this shit promised. Ain't none of it promised because an earthquake could happen right fucking now. Like we are not guaranteed the next second we can die at any given moment. So much can go wrong in any given moment. 
but here we are fucking wi-fi is connected planes are flying people abide by the the rules on the road because of like some paint on the ground i can breathe without like a machine assisting me um and you know everyone's blessings are different but what i do feel confident in is that on like an individual basis we have so much more to be thankful for and there's so much going right and when we think about how much is going right we we start to think holy shit damn i i feel like i'm protected like i feel like really fucking lucky right like you feel that and when you feel lucky and when you feel protected you are so much more likely to act without fear and I don't know about you guys but when I look back on my life specifically when I look back on my diary entries and my journal entries when I and I I mean we can go through countless examples when I take action (laughs) when I take action without fear again specifically in alignment for my true self there's a difference between taking an action without fear in order to satisfy my ego or for something that's not in alignment with my true self that's a different story i'm talking about taking action specifically inspired action and without fear in alignment with my true self miracles happen now when i take actions that are rooted in fear. There's still so much to be thankful for, but the rate of miraculous vibes, it's just not the same. And if I don't, here's the thing, like here's what we need to realize. Because our natural resting state is negativity bias, we have to overcompensate all the way the other way in order to land somewhere in the middle. Are you... Do you feel me? Like you have to, to the point where, well, here's the thing for me, I've internalized this so much to a point where I do sometimes feel annoying. Like I will fucking find the silver lining in any situation because I just have this awareness. Well, this is the reason why it's so unconscious for me now. And that required um, time of being conscious. Well, here's the four level, four levels of, adopting any trait into your identity you start with unconscious misbehavior which means you're doing the wrong thing and you don't even know you're doing the wrong thing then you graduate and go to the next level which is conscious misbehavior so now you know you're doing the wrong thing you're doing the wrong thing and you and you know you're doing the wrong thing okay the next level you graduate once you overcome that too is and you can't skip levels you have to like go from one to the next the next level is conscious good behavior so now you're doing the right thing but you have to make the effort you have to make the conscious effort to do the right thing it's not automatic once you do that enough you move on to unconscious good behavior now you don't even know you're doing the right thing it's just a part of who you are and I really think I've gotten to that place with my gratitude practice and and that's why I just feel really confident confident about my reality creation and and I'm really just in a state right now where I feel really fucking protected I feel really blessed I feel really happy I feel really fulfilled at the same time I know there's so much like more to grow into and so much more of myself to meet and so much room to expand and that's like my favorite part of life is just knowing and and the thing is like like in order to expand they're just There are growing pains that come with that. There is contrast. There are downs. Like it's not just, it's not like this um, one dimensional experience, but it's the best experience to have. And something like that I really want to do from my position of kind of doing the work to get here is I was talking to my friend about this today um, on a morning walk. I was like, I feel, you know how when you have a friend go to a party for you to kind of tell you what the vibes are and what to expect and what not to expect, whether to come or whether to not to come. I feel like I can be that, maybe that friend 
with a lot of things like just with overcoming certain insecurity which again like I still am but and there's people ahead of me there's it's not even like that it's like I can just at from where I am I can help people who are just like on the journey to maybe where I am now not to say I don't have like a whole ass fucking journey ahead of me and that there's people who I am looking to and who are like thought leaders and um inspirations to me and also like taking what they say I mean it's all kind of connected like we're just kind of we're just all doing this thing anyway so that's why I hope like after hearing that you understand why it's so important to be consistent with your gratitude because you ideally want to get to a point where it's unconscious because when you get to a point of just like and even when it is unconscious there is value in consciously taking the time to have like a um a set amount of time to really be in your gratitude and like like to the point where you want to fucking cry truly like you you should be experiencing that every day and I have said in the past like just doing that like and then knowing what you want what you what you want will eventually appear it'll eventually manifest but I realized like I think the reason why that's happening is uniquely that it gives you it's like an energy drink like it it gives you the courage to act because when when we are in a state of fear when we're thinking about all the things that are going wrong we feel like we're not protected we feel like um think something could go wrong we're not in the belief that everything is working for our highest benefit even through ways that we can't understand and it is through fucking ways that we can't understand something that i read recently is like um like the idea like what is the force behind how a seed becomes like a whole ass stalk of corn what we can't say why it happens it's it's crazy that like that just occurs but that's the force that's the creative force like that is what is responsible for like miraculous ways of things coming into being I won't get too like deep into this. There's a lot I want to talk to you guys about. But yeah, gratitude is so fucking important. And I hope you guys really take it seriously because it's just the major key alert. Okay, you guys want to know what the other major key alert is? It's not for everyone. I made a TikTok about this. Bro, wearing all black has been amazing. I think just like just minimalism in general and reducing I love maximalism too but at least for me I just I have found that if I have like this finite amount of attention and energy to spend I want to be spending it writing and and I feel like my writing has improved so much the quantity and the quality has improved so much as I have like made budget cuts in my attention and awareness to other things. And that's why like it's so important to try to eliminate as many distractions as you can. Although it's hard out here for a bitch, especially with like, bro, especially with social media. It's so designed to be addictive. I reposted something today. Um about how social media like will eventually be something that is at, regarded as negatively as cigarettes because uh there's just so much data that shows how damaging it is and it's just it's fucked up it's fucked up how this is all really just like a result of greed and I'm I'm working actually on a video right now about like well the catalyst of it was everything that's happening with SAG-AFTRA and that was like obviously a main a big um headline but really that's just a symptom of like this income inequality problem which is also a symptom of greed which is a symptom of scarcity like I just prefer to to cut to the chase and and really try to like I really want 
a lot of my content, like the heart of it and the root of it to return to just like this idea that if we can get as many people on board with an abundance mindset as we can, like truly so much can be solved. Anyway, there's so much fascinating data around income inequality in this nation. And, and here's the thing I'll say now that I think is like one of the most important points that I that I want to like make a video about that can be super shareable so that people can really understand is the biggest threat is this when it comes to so much wealth being uh, possessed by so few and that and how that ratio is just continuing to to evolve is that we are going to get to a point where we are living in a, a fucking oligarchy like when so few people have that much wealth that anything can be thrown like there is no longer there's no longer a democracy like that is really the major threat and and you know how like we ha naturally have a negativity bias so we have to overcompensate to to get to the middle same thing with the economy like if this continues to go unchecked like a capitalistic framework is going to inevitably just exacerbate this issue unless there is some form of redistribution and there and there will be and there has to be and that is the that is the implication of uh artificial intelligence ultimately taking over all of these jobs because the economy is depend like 70% of the economy is dependent on consumer spending. But if so many jobs are automated, who spends the money that like those, those people who would have been making that money, but no, but I don't, sorry, I'm like not speaking eloquently right now, but you understand what I mean. Like when the robots are doing the humans jobs and they're not getting paid, like what happens to that gap? And what happens is that the people who own those those robots continue to take that cut and the people who who got their jobs taken by a machine are fucked and it doesn't get solved unless there is some type of redistribution. And yes, there is, you know, we can point to the fact that in the Industrial Revolution, like new jobs are made and absolutely like new jobs are going to be made but when we are looking at the rate at which artificial intelligence is expanding where we're not far off from being able to like employ an entire team of robots in order to like take our businesses to the next level and that's like a really dope thing I, i'm not saying this is a bad thing at all i think it's a really fucking good thing to eliminate busy work and the shit that like humans shouldn't even be fucking doing in the first place like i genuinely want to see a world where people are following their hearts and doing what they want to be doing without worrying about putting food on the table. And I think that that world can exist where like income inequality can even exist. But if when I tell you guys the numbers and I like lay everything out, like where we're at right now is not okay. And if it's unchecked is it's going to get so much worse but I, I'm like a tech positive person and if we're smart about it, I absolutely think there's a solution. And also like the beauty of social media and the beauty of kind of where we're at technologically is that the ability to spread good information is much more powerful than it's ever been. And... I think for a long time, like our voices were heard through like the voting process. But now that I'm thinking about it, like that's for sure going to change. Like, and even see, like, I, th I think the people are realizing their power, like what happens when we know enough to know better and we also know our power enough to do something about it. And I don't know, I just, I really think like good wins. I, I have a good feeling. I think this next election is going to be really interesting. Um, I hope we see some really good candidates. And if it's not this cycle, then it'll be the next one. I'm really excited about this next generation. Um, 
And I'm also really like hopeful that technology can assist the next generation to come up with really innovative, unique and ethical solutions to our biggest problems, which in my opinion, I really do think always um, kind of come back to like this scarcity idea. We have to solve for greed. And I think I think one of the ways to do that is to um, explain to the people who are in power why it's in their interest to have a world in which like wealth is not so unequally distributed. Because the way that I think about it is like if I was a kid on a playground or no, if I was a chef, right? And I am in like this competition. Let's just even call it a competition. Let's say I'm on the fucking Iron Chef America, okay? And there is a finite amount of ingredients and I have nine, like 70% of the ingredients and everyone else has to share 30% of the ingredients. I have more ingredients than I can incorporate into one dish. If I incorporate all the ingredients I have into a dish, it'll be like, it's too much. It's too much. And everyone else there are there at like a major disadvantage. First of all, that's not even fucking fun to have that much of an advantage of everyone. That's not the point, though. Like everyone, if the if the idea is that like. Everyone's like creating dishes. It's a better environment if like everyone is able to make good things for everyone to try. Like what I'm trying to say is even even the ones in power benefit when people have the resources and the ability to innovate and to create and to solve problems. But when you have so few people with all of the resources, it's just a waste. It's just like inefficient. Like we should just be equipping, we should be investing into education. We should be equipping people with the skills and the resources to like make the world better instead of keeping so many people down in the interest of just like what like bro why do billionaires exist who needs that much money after a certain point your your life doesn't get better but i would argue your life does get better if you redistribute that wealth and like make the world a better place to a point where like all that technology and innovation and art and like creation, you also get to be a consumer and a, and a, and a beneficiary of like, that's what I'm trying to get at. It's a win-win for fucking everyone. And again, any income inequality is like not necessarily a bad thing, but extreme income inequality is. And again, like everything that's happening with SAG right now, it's it's just a symptom of it. Like it's literally like it's just an example of it. You have SAG saying we're not getting paid enough. Also, like you you factor in everything with AI. It's it's heading somewhere scary. And then the CEOs are like, that's not economically possible. And they're getting paid. Fuck you money. And. And SAG's like, what the fuck? And then and then what? And then what do you do? Is that like what the situation is just going to continue to look like? I read somewhere that like, I guess there was an anonymous source about, um, or the anonymous source was someone from the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers saying that they're just going to wait this out until the actors and the writers starve, basically, and they're just going to play this waiting game. And that's just like so fucking bananas to me. And how sustainable is that? It's just so, it's so crazy. And I am hopeful that eventually the people will end up putting enough pressure or I don't know, we'll see how it evolves. But I think it's just important for people to realize like that's not that's not the cause of the issue. It's it's a symptom of a much larger issue. Um, yeah, so wearing all black has been did I ever even finish that thought? 
it's been so great to to just not think about what I am going to wear because I just have like a bunch of black things and it all matches. So I just like mix and match with different silhouettes and different shapes and different textures and stuff. But like, I just don't have to think about what I'm going to wear. And I also feel like a sustainable bitch. I'm out here saving the earth. Um, and, um, yeah, I just think it's like the student thing, just like learning as much as possible. There's always something to learn and there's always something to be grateful for. And, and sometimes things happen just to like show you some, a different way of seeing things and, um, understanding yourself and understanding the world. And again, there's just always way more reasons to be grateful than there are reasons to be annoyed. There's so many more positive things to pay attention to than negative things. We just have to force ourselves to until it becomes automatic and natural. And and everything ultimately ends up like aligning the way that it's supposed to in the way that it should and (laughs) yeah wow this has been a fun episode I feel like we kind of went everywhere and it's kind of just like um yeah I mean what I'll always promise you guys is that it's (laughs) an honest train of thought and And, um, well, another reason why I hadn't been posting is because I was working on a guest pace, guest pace, a guest based podcast. And I still am. And that's where I can be like a little bit more structured and more like, I don't just like a different side of myself. But with Delara's diary, like I was intentional with how I set it up where it's like all me and, um, and it's just kind of like a, a way to lock my current view of the world for me to laugh at like next week or something and or maybe next month or like whenever. And also to, again, have points of reference as to how I see things and and um, see myself and. I hope that what this podcast can do for you is inspire you to do the same, to like make sure that you are documenting your life and the way that you see the world so that you can maximize your expansion and your self-realization because I mean, that's what life is all about. It's just like realizing and realizing and realizing and, and also realizing that like you're never you're just going to continue to realize like there is no end. There's always more to learn. There's always more to uncover. There's always more to experience. And, and that's truly the beauty of it all. Like I'm looking around right now in my apartment and all of this is a dream that like I used to have and it's now my reality And now there is, of course, like there's just always a new set of desires. And over time, again, employing a gratitude practice and staying consistent with my commitment to the things that I desire and that feel like the truest version of me to to be on this journey and, and to watch it unfold and to continue to learn and and meet new versions of myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for like us to all meet more of us, respectively. You know what I mean? I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I, I really enjoyed recording it. It felt really um, 
it felt really good and I'm excited to hear what you guys have been up to and um, any any maybe interpretations or things that you took away that maybe I wanted you to and maybe I didn't realize that you would Um, but until next time I hope you have an amazing rest of your day or night and to remember that this life is yours and it wants to be enjoyed by you life wants to be enjoyed by you okay so get creative with how you celebrate and enjoy life because there are so many different ways of going about it but to make sure that you do because that is how you get into the right vibration to make your desires into reality assuming you're honest with yourself about what it is that you desire and that it's not a desire that's born out of socialization and people telling you what to want and what to aspire to whether that's society whether that's your parents whether that's your best friend or even the person that you admire like this life is just a canvas for you to design however you want to design it. Don't be that bitch that goes to the fucking paint class to like do exactly what someone else is doing. That's so boring. I want you to believe in yourself enough to make draw your own picture. I think that's that's where we'll end i adore you thanks for listening and i'll see you next time toodaloo motherfucker